turn your Bibles this morning, if you would please, to 2 Samuel chapter 9. 2 Samuel chapter 9. Now, this week has been, uh, especially yesterday, it was just a, one of the sweetest days I've had some time. We had uh, just a, our junior high football team and uh, the men that still left. There was 45 of us met yesterday with our wives and and we had just a great time of fellowship around the Lord and I appreciated it so much. I got to talk to some of them how they got saved how they've been serving the Lord and what a blessing it's been all these years. And uh, I went home last night and I was reading his story. I've been reading, reading through the Bible and I just Last week I read through this again and got a real blessing out of it. I read it afresh and new last night, got another blessing out of it. So I want to be a blessing to you today. And so if you'll turn first of all, uh, put your finger there now to Second Samuel chapter 9. Back up now to Second Samuel chapter 4. I'm going to read you one verse there to introduce you to this man, Mephibosheth. And so Second uh, Samuel... Chapter 4 and verse 4. And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame on his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass, as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame. And his name was Mephibosheth. Now turn over with me to 2 Samuel, chapter 9. I want to begin there to read. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any other house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machar, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then king David said, sent and fetched him, out of the house of Machar, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at thy, my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertaineth to Saul and all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shalt till the land for him. And thou shalt bring in the fruits, that thy master's son may have food to eat. 
But Mephibosheth, thy master's son shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, saith the king, he shall eat my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all that dwelt in the house of Zebul were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll let the Holy Spirit open our eyes and see how anybody becomes a child of God and be blessed to the King and how he watches over us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in reading this story, and uh, notice that this little boy, when he was little, uh, has, uh, his daddy has died now, and his nurse was fleeing with him and dropped him. And the story of this little crippled boy was crippled as a baby because of a fall. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves a gift to God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now in this story are four characters mentioned, and in salvation, therefore, these four are involved. David represents God the Father. Write that down by that in this story. David represents God the Father. Jonathan represents Jesus God's Son. And Zeba represents the Holy Spirit as the one sent to call sinners to salvation. Mephibosheth represents sinners crippled by the fall of sin. Now, if you read all the scriptures concerning this story, you'll find David loved Jonathan, uh, King Saul's son, like two men never loved one another before. But King Saul and his son Jonathan uh, were killed in the same battle. And after King Saul and Jonathan died, David was homesick. And he called his servant and said, I want to do something in memory of my friend Jonathan. Is there anyone left of the house of Saul? And his servant, Ziba, said, I know one, Jonathan's son. He said, he now lives in a poor, uh, deserted land called Lodabar. You know what Lodabar means? It means the land of no bread. The Bible is a bread of God. Remember that. David told Ziba to go down to Lodabar and fetch him. That means bring him back to this crippled boy, uh, to the king's palace. And there he lived as uh, one of the king's sons and ate at the king's table always. Now notice five things very quickly about Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was crippled by a fall. In 2 Samuel 4 verse 4, where I just read you a minute ago, this is a picture of every one of us crippled by a fall. In Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. There's not a person on the face of this earth that's not a sinner. You know why? Because Adam sinned and passed it on in our bloodline. 
and we're all sinners. Now, when Adam fell, then sin became in all of us. In Romans 3, verse 10, there is none righteous, no, not one. Psalms 14, verse 1, there is none that doeth good. Now, notice, Mephibosheth was crippled as a child. The picture is this, then. We all come in this world sinners needing a Savior. I thank God, if you read this uh, psalm, you'll find we're all conceived in sin. We come in this world as sinners. Even a little baby. But thank God a little baby is covered by God's grace. If a little baby dies, an infant not knowing good from wrong, uh, God's grace covers him. He's fine. He goes on to heaven. And so I can tell every mama... Uh, this man, every daddy that's ever lost a little baby and they're going on before them, they're in hell. Amen. That's by God's grace. Now the Bible says, He that knoweth to do good and knoweth it not to him, it is sin. So when you get to the age of accountability, whatever age that is, and each one of us have different ages of accountability. In other words, we come to account, we come to age if we know right from wrong. Now we need to accept Christ as his, as our Savior. Jesus is our Savior. Now, I want you to watch this. He fell as a little baby. That points to every one of us. We were in sin. We came in this world as sinners. Mephibosheth was sought by the king. In 2 Samuel chapter 1, I mean chapter 9 verse 1, and David said, Is there any yet left to the house of Saul? Now I want you to watch this. Notice Mephibosheth did not seek the king. The king sought and found the crippled boy where he was. Somebody comes along and says, I'm seeking God. No, you're not. God's seeking you. He's looking for you. Amen? Now I want you to watch this very carefully. That's why I've never understood why every Christian didn't jump over the pews trying to lead people to saving faith in Christ Jesus. God is looking for sinners to get saved. Amen? And I think of this a great bit. Just go tell the story. The king is looking for you. People lost in sin, without hope, without God, headed for uh, torments of hell, and God is still looking for you. The king. Someone may say, nobody cares if I live or die. Nobody cares if I go to hell or not. Oh, yes, they do. You see, uh, the king is looking for you. He sees you crippled by sin. He sees you trying to get to heaven on your own. But you don't have to crawl around and begging as a crippled, poor, poverty man. Jesus, God's Son, wants you to come to, to Him and live. Heaven is yours if you want it. Now get this picture. King David seeks his servant Zebo down. He sends him down to the uh, dirtiest part of town. There's a broken down house in the land of no bread. The king's carriage pulled up and Zeba asked for Mephibosheth by name. It must have scared that poor boy to death. But when Zeba said, the king wants you. Now here's something very important. I didn't believe, I, I, I don't believe Mephibosheth could say, let me get some things straightened out and I'll go with you. I don't think he said that. Or come back at a more convenient time and I'll talk to you about it. Now get this picture. I'm sure he must have said, You mean me? The king wants me? 
I remember the night that I got saved and I went forward to, out in the conviction of the Holy Spirit after a preacher preached salvation by grace and I thought in my heart, God wants me, the sinner that I've been in this world and the things that I've done in this world, and I still had to say God wants me. Now listen very carefully. The king had made all the provisions. If Seba had said, you just follow me, this crippled boy couldn't have followed him because he was crippled. He can't help himself. That's the reason nobody can help themselves get saved. You come to the one that can save you. The Bible doesn't say, but I believe Zeba went down, picked that crippled boy up in his arms and carried him out of his chariot. I'm sure Zeba said, here are some clean clothes. Here are some new shoes. Everything was needed for the trip the king had prepared. I believe that with all my soul when it comes to salvation. Everything a man needs to get saved, God's already prepared it for you. Listen now. The king of kings has prepared everything for the trip. If you say, I'm trusting in Jesus and my good works, then you'll die and go to hell. You listen now. Jesus paid it all. I love this. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Jesus did it. Mephibosheth did not do a thing during it. He did not help himself one step. He was carried by the servant. If you come to Jesus at all, that's the same way you have to come. Now let me show you what I'm talking about. Turn over to 1 John. 1 John, please. And I want you to look at the, uh, chapter 2 and verse 12. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 12. Here's a verse. It explains it. Verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake. There's not a person on the face of God's earth that ever gets their sins forgiven them for your sake. I believe this with all my soul. We're a trophy of God's grace. Amen? Our sins are forgiven us for Jesus' sake. Now get the picture if you would please, because it's a perfect picture of salvation. Mephibosheth came one of the king's sons. All Mephibosheth could say was, I don't deserve this. I have to say with him, neither do I. But I'm going to the king's house one day to live forever only because Jesus has done it all by His grace for me. Listen now. I believe verse 8 is a tremendous verse. Go back now and watch it. Verse 8. And he bound himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? I believe this with all my soul this morning. Any sinner that will come to God and bow himself before him and say, Lord, I don't deserve it. Why would you love me such a sinner as I am? God will take you up in His arms and love you and save your soul. Now what, what, what is thy search? As a cripple of Mephibosheth was, he still knew there was something he wanted to do for the king as he saved him. God's grace is saving a bunch of dead dogs and letting them serve Him. I've never understood 
uh, the people that get saved and don't want to get other people saved. I owe my life since I've been saved to serve the Lord. I want to serve Him. I marvel at 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. I'd never get over the love of God for me. I really don't. Sometimes I'm reading the Bible and I'm sitting around, I'm sitting there late at night just reading my Bible, and God gets hold of me and lets me know I don't deserve this. I don't deserve the blessings of God, but He has bestowed His love upon me, and I love His Word, and I love Him. I want to do something for Him. My favorite crippled condition was covered by the white linen tablecloth. Now I want you to watch this. Note this. Here's a little crippled boy. Come from the little end of Lodabar. Down where a poor person was. Crippled. Dirty. Now the king called for him. They served. Goes down. The Holy Spirit. Did you know the Holy Spirit reached down one day and got you and brought you to the king? Now get this story if you would please. Out of a dirty condition. And now he's at the king's table. And here's all the knights of the round table. If you go back and study those times, boy, some of the greatest men on the face of the earth around that table. Some of the biggest warriors, some of the greatest men, strongest men that you can imagine, sitting around that table with David. And there's that little boy, now grown. And he's a grown man now, but he's still crippled in his feet. And there's a tablecloth around the table. And you look at him now, and nobody knows he's crippled because he's covered by the tablecloth. And there he is, sitting around the greatest men on the face of the earth at that time. Can I show you something from the Bible? Turn with me to Revelation chapter 19 a minute. Revelation chapter 19. I want you to look with me please in verse 7 and verse 8. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. That's you and I. Watch this. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Amen? You think about that. Once I was in sin and dirty as I could be, but God has washed me whiter than snow, the Bible says. In verse verse John chapter 3, verse 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the sons of God. And then Mephibosheth's crippled condition was covered by the cloth. That's the king's table. Listen to this just a minute. I'm so sick of my sins. I'm so tired of my imperfections. And I know I'm not what I ought to be, but thank God my sins are covered. Gone, gone, gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Now my soul is free, and in my heart is a song, buried in the deepest sea. Yes, that's good enough for me. I shall live eternally. Praise God, my sins are gone. Boy, man, I can't get over that. One last thing. Call up my filters and ask him, why are you, of all people, deserving to sit at the king's table? Now watch this, 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 7. And David said unto him, Fear not, 
for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Did you know the only reason God ever saved any sinner was for Jesus' sake? Here's a boy that was lifted up out of poverty and set at the king's table, not for his sake, but for Jonathan, the king who loved Jonathan. And he's set, now he's blessing him for Jonathan's sake. I thank God for Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not a work lest any man should boast. And notice he ate bread continually. You know what that is? That's eternal security. You can uh, uh, almost hear Mephibosheth quoting Psalms 23. Let me read it to you just a minute. Now, all the, I know it. Most of us know it. But boy, I love to read it. Uh, Psalms 23. Just a second. And listen now. Being we've been brought up, being we've been blessed of God, saved by the grace of God, and we sit at the king's table, and I say this to many people when I'm reading Psalm uh, 23, and I've, I've read it so many times at funerals and tried to explain to people, uh, the first five words in Psalms 23 is what makes the rest of it so real. And it's true. Psalms 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. If you can claim that, here's a little boy sitting there at the king's table. I shall not want. He making me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you hear that little boy now, a grown man sitting there crippled, sitting at the king's table? eating, provided for, for the rest of his life. Can you hear him saying Psalms 23? I can every day of my life. And I can say the same thing. I can say with him, just because Jesus is my Savior, he's given me everything. He's took care of me, and I don't have to worry about the rest of it. If I live to 105, or I live for the rest, however God lives, how long God lets me live, I can depend on Him taking care of me because I'm saved by His sake, not mine. Amen? What a beautiful picture of salvation if you get it. And that's the reason we all should praise God every day of our life of being saved. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, thank You so much for being our Savior today and what You mean to us. I know, dear God, I have not said it exactly uh, we are that you wanted it said, but Lord, I know that the Holy Spirit can take it, the Word of God, and deal it to our hearts and bless us. Help us to go out of this place in a few minutes rejoicing that we belong to the King, the King of Kings. And what a blessing it is to eat of thy Word. And one day, 
will sit around the king's table and eat forever from the bread of life. Bless us today now. Maybe somebody needs to be saved today. They've never trusted you. They can if they'll come and, and give their heart to you and simply say, Lord, I believe you're the Savior. I believe you can save my soul. And I want to ask you to do so right now. If you'll do that, I know you'll save their soul. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Let's sing something, if you would, please. Page 376. I love this song, and listen to the words of it as you sing it. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Think about that if you would. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'll have your way in each of our lives. And we are so thankful today that we belong to you. Watch over and keep us. Watch over our loved ones. See us back safely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shake hands with somebody as you go, please. Hey, Beanie, how you doing? Good to see you.